Hi everyone, welcome to episode five of season three of Blurt Thoughts. I'm Stephanie and we have Azri on the line as well. How are you, Azri? Hi, Stephanie. I'm very, um, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I, I'm, I just feel a little bit awkward because for the first time my background is very bright because we're recording when Singapore is like in a godly hour when normally I'm calling <laughs> Stephanie at three in the morning. It's now five yep. in the afternoon. So that's great. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I have the week off, so I've been chilling, hence the godly hour recording. Of <laughs> godly the hour, yes. Right, so today's episode, episode five, is called Boy Love. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking at how men, boys express love, both in kind of romantic relationships, but also kind of platonic, familiar friendships um, mm. and all the different ways you can express love. Before we kind of go into it, Azri, do you want to kind of talk about how the characters in your book like explore love or the expression of love? Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, I have to say this. Stephanie was the one that pointed out these themes to me Mm -hmm. because I think when I was writing it, it was just very organic. It was just, I think, things that I hoped guys would be more comfortable with doing. So when I was writing it, it wasn't like a conscious, like I wasn't consciously trying to craft it in a way. It was just something that I really just felt emotionally. But I think I tried to explore it in two ways where guys are expressing their love in a verbal sense. So you get that a lot with Alex and Chase. Chase is very verbal, like too verbal at times to the point that Alex gets uncomfortable sometimes. So Chase will always be like, uh, would you would you be willing to be my best friend or would you be willing to hang out together because I really like hanging out with you as a friend. And Alex is just very like, very uncomfortable with that kind of like public expression because he's never done it before. He's never had anyone do it that do that to him. So that's one uh, experience. And I think a lot of guys will understand how Alex feels in that situation because a lot of guys get very awkward with such uh, public expressions, public verbal expressions or whatever you call it. But on the other side, I also wanted to explore things where love is expressed from through actions. And we see a lot of this between Alex and Blue because they are like really close friends. And I think maybe because of their relationship or their friendship, they know that they secretly know that they love each other and they care for each other, but they don't have to say it. But they do it through actions. So Blue would buy lunch, would always buy lunch for Alex. And they would always eat together. Alex would always remind Blue to take care of himself, to take care of his health, to be safe. Uh, you know, although Blue is going to go and have dates, you know, Alex will always say, have fun, but be safe. You know, remember there's class tomorrow. Just little things like that. So that's the two, the two sort of themes I wanted to explore. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure whether there's anything, that, anything else that Stephanie might have noticed, but for me, that was my intention, yeah. Yeah, I think that's definitely how I kind of see it as well. And it, even in real life, I think, because we often, uh, maybe this is how the media portrays it or how we see it in like films and TV and that kind of thing, where when it comes to love, it's very overt, grand gestures and words yeah, um, yeah. that may not actually carry a lot of meaning and I think a lot of people hold on to those things as that is what love is um, and usually more in the the romantic sense of what love is mm. but actually there are daily kind of subtle things that people do that 
like little things that people do to show that they actually care and they actually love you um, in kind of friendships and family um, situations. And like what you were saying, like Blue and Alex, it's kind of the buying lunch bit. Um, telling you to take care, telling you to eat, reminding you to do things. It's like small acts of love, um, which maybe men do without realizing it's love. But then when you call it out as love, they feel yeah. awkward. Yeah. Um, or like. Awkward is no, a nice awkward, word for it. I think from a Singapore context, it's probably like <laughs> disgust. Disgust. Um, where yeah. they was like, no, that's not love. That's just me like mm. being a friend. And I feel like some people actually are afraid to even do those small things, even if they want to, because they don't want to overtly show that they care or they should, they show that they love because then it might sound like they're romantically interested, whether it's straight, gay, whatever, Um, whether it's like boy, girl, boy, boy, whatever. Um, And I don't know. It's kind of like, it makes them feel mushy, which is almost associated with being a bit feminine. Like, I feel like when you do something caring or nurturing, people think it's more feminine yeah. than masculine. Yes. yes. And so then they hold back of expressing love. Azri is like nodding vigorously. What do you want to say, Azri? <laughs> no, I was just, I was just like, I was just laughing at that because I was just thinking, I was just thinking it through, like, why, why is it so difficult at times? And then, you know, I think you hit the nail uh, mm. you, is it? Is that the phrase? You hit it on the hit nail. Hit the nail on the head. You hit, hit the, the nail, nail on the head. head. You, <laughs> you hit the nail. I'm sorry. You hit the on nail the on the head. Hit. You hit the nail on the head. Uh, when you said that, it's because caring actions are seen as feminine, and that's the problem, right? Because guys don't want mm. to see as feminine. They want to be seen as masculine. Um, but I was just uh, reading about this particular, I wouldn't say particular thing, but it was a test that got very popular in 2012. It was the five love mm. languages. I don't know whether you've, you followed it or did the test. It was basically a test to find out what's your love language. So there's mm. five. So I seem like I might have done it. Yeah, so it's like, quality time, quality time, physical touch, acts of service, receiving gifts, and words of compliment. So mm-hmm. you usually will have a combination, but normally you will have two. Uh, with guys, 90% of the time, the one of the main, if not the main, will be physical touch because boys are horny. So um, mm-hmm. I, I'm, not, I'm not making this up. So essentially, it's they prove, they, they try to show that boys, to show them that you love them, you literally have to show them appropriate gestures of physical affection. So... A uh, hand mm. holding, a pat on the back, um, a hug, all this will show boys that you love them. But I think I think that particular test was more from a romantic point of view. Um, and what mm. Stephanie is saying is more from like, you know, if it's a platonic or friendship sort of thing. Because I think, as Stephanie said, anything more than that is seen as romantic interest. Mm. Um, I'm not sure why... I, I think I think my issue is I'm not sure why they are worried about that because isn't that a good thing? I don't know. I mean, if you are doing something, okay, okay, for example, if a straight guy does something for a girl, right, and the girl thinks that it's very sweet and loving, isn't that mm-hmm. a good thing? I mean, I don't think you would do something for anyone, boy or girl, unless you didn't really care, right? Yeah, I think it's like showing you want to care without showing you care care or like you're interested <laughs> that makes sense yeah yeah 
like it's kind of like within the boundaries of I'm just mm. I care about you but like I don't love you in that way or like I'm not interested in you like it's almost like holding back or being a bit restrictive about how, which I'm guilty of I do that all the time where you don't want it's I don't know whether it's fear but like you just don't it's almost like being exposed of how you truly feel and that can be quite scary for maybe more for guys than girls and girls like me probably I don't know but are you saying because you're saying that they don't want people to see that you know they care care in that sense like a romantic sense <laughs> but what I'm saying is it so bad that someone knows that you care for them you know what I mean like it doesn't have to fear be romantic of well like maybe it's kind of like fear of not being reciprocated I don't know mm. like yeah, perhaps that's something um, that we don't really understand. But yeah, because I, I guess from my point of view, it's like if it's a good friend of mine, like, mm-hmm. and I do something and they think that they, if they feel that I'm caring for them, okay, I, I guess I understand mm-hmm. where where the fear would come in. Because for example, this happened, uh, this happened with me, um, probably a few weeks back so i was basically like you know uh giving a little token to all my students because you know exams are coming and so mm-hmm. and all that stuff so i basically prepared like you know a bunch of my favorite sweets and i a bit of chocolate and like like a little note like telling them you know all the best for exams mm-hmm. and straight out the gate like one of my students was like sir are you gay just be honest then i'm like why are you interested in me? And he's like, no lah, mm-hmm. just curious. And I'm like, mm, sure. But but I, I think that's that's where maybe the fear is. Like, I, I guess from my point of view, mm-hmm. it's like the professional fear. Like, you know, if, if there was any professional repercussions. Um, because they are my students, right? So, yeah, maybe, mm. th- maybe that's one possibility. But that's the thing though, like if a female teacher does that, whether to a male student or a female student, no one actually asks it's, that. It's perfectly like, fine. Yeah, like perfectly if it's fine. a female teacher who gives them gifts and letters and whether it's a boy or a girl, no one says, oh, are you interested in me? Or are you mm. lesbian? Um, because I think that, I think it goes back to the fact that anything that's more caring, nurturing, softer is very feminine and like masculine is supposed to be macho and like strong and like we don't have feelings, um, although they do. <laughs> mm, but do you? But would you feel if a if a guy did that to you, like wrote you notes, and you know, bought you food and stuff? Do you, would you feel like he's any less masculine? No. Really. Why would I? Because that's the thing, right? Because I always thought that guys were afraid of that. Because yeah, you were yes. All the famous like poets and like authors and shit like that who were straight wrote things down like you see it in movies all the fucking time with like guys writing love notes to girls and shit like that yeah but so that's, but that's movies i don't know i don't know because i always thought like oh, okay okay just bear with me what i thought okay, okay. what i thought was that guys were afraid that women uh, this is for straight guys so women would feel that they were not mas- masculine or manly enough for them do you think? Because they wrote notes? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. I feel like... I think it's a very weird 
dynamic. And I don't know whether I'm weird that way or whether, like, I, I don't know whether I'm speaking on behalf of the whole female population. But mm. I don't think when you have an interaction with a guy or a man or boy, whatever, you think of them as, oh, are they masculine enough? You, you don't, I, like, you don't naturally think that. Mm. It's how true, true. you feel around them, how how they behave towards you. And you're like, oh, they're a nice person or not a nice person mm. or they're being a dick. But no one goes, isn't, at least for me. Like, I, Isn't it funny, though, that we're saying that now? Like, we're, we're realizing that when it comes to relationships, right, it's really about how you feel about that person. Mm-hmm. But the moment mm-hmm. there's no date, right, it's not a date, like, you're just having a conversation. Suddenly, masculinity and femininity is such a big issue. Like, oh, he's mm-hmm. not manly enough or I'm not being manly enough. Like, like when when they are separate, when the genders are separated by sexual interest, suddenly masculinity or the, the, the need to be masculine is so important. But when you bring mm-hmm. the two parties who are supposedly interested in each other, that's not a topic of consideration. It's about same interests. Uh, do, are they, do they have same hobbies? Are they kind to each other? Are they able mm-hmm. to make each other laugh? It's all this just simple stuff. So it's like, why mm-hmm. do you think... Um, why do you think boy love or just love in general is so difficult uh, to express besides fear of rejection? I think we, talk, we talked about fear of rejection in this episode and even past episodes because I think that's a common theme. But besides that, why else do you think there are other factors for it? I, to be fair, like maybe it's being secure with who you are in, in yourself. And I think as you said, like bringing the two parties together, like it, it ultimately boils down to how you feel about each other mm. when you're around each other and how you behave. Mm. But I think in the early stages, you almost want to prove that you're masculine enough. Um, even if the other party doesn't mm. think about it that way, you want to be like, oh, I can, it's the hero instinct. I think we talked about in a couple of episodes ago, like need to show that I can take care of you, I can protect you. And like, I know of girls who want to see that quality in men like I can be independent but I also want a partner who's able to take care of me and protect me and I think it boils down to different personalities and needs and wants and what they want out of the relationship to begin with Um, but I think because sometimes you I know of girls who are like maybe I'm just not feminine enough and that's why he doesn't like me Mm. like I'm, I'm too like not demure not elegant not whatever i don't wear dresses and that's why he and i think it it happens to all of us at some point but i think it gets to a point where you're safe enough around each other that you are truly free or comfortable enough to express who you are um without thinking about am i man enough or am i woman enough or whatever but i think in the initial stages even with i guess friends until you're at a point where you're close enough to each other i don't think you you feel comfortable expressing yourself in whatever way um that is like what you said about the love language right like i think each of us have our own type of mm. love language whether it's friends whether it's um romantic relationships or whether in family and i guess you don't truly show that until you're 100 percent comfortable maybe not 100 percent, at least 90 percent comfortable with that person or you feel mm. safe enough to do it to do it i don't know yeah, I'm sorry. Do you have another thought? Because I'm like just I'm just thinking things through, and there's like it's a lot of, it's a lot of, uh, yeah. But... Yeah, and, uh, 
like I think one a few things that I think I don't know whether it stems from just your personality type or whether it stems from examples you've seen growing mm, up in maybe. terms of how um your parents teachers might have like expressed love like you know how in Asian families they always talk about tough love and you mm. and then you see this like American shows where everyone's like oh I love you blah 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 and I don't think my parents ever said that to me like they will give me food they give me money and like mm. but then it's not the I don't think I've ever heard words like oh I miss you I, like I, I don't know whether it's a cultural thing a family thing like role models like I don't think when I grow, grew up I saw anyone around me in school or at home verbally express themselves and that's how I've and that's how I behave as well like I, I don't think I verbally express myself in any way although yeah. I care about people yeah I was just gonna say that you know since we are bringing up families yeah I, I think your parents I think sets the tone as well because mm. it's that's that's what you grew up with right so as as what you're mm -hmm. saying because similarly for mine like i think fam our families never really ever verbalized such things it was always mm -hmm. tough love literally tough love it's just like either scolding or like just, <laughs> just not food. i'm saying that's right yeah, you know, yeah I, I don't i don't agree because like I, I think it took me such a long time to really understand what it was like and maybe mm -hmm. just maybe because you know parents are so uncomfortable with the concept of love I think kids and teenagers nowadays find it in all the wrong places, right? Like they ex try to explore mm -hmm. it with their friends in school, trying to get into relationships, no matter how abusive or how horrible it is, they, they stay in it because they sort of want love. And of course, I'm not blaming, I'm not saying that everything stems from, okay, maybe I am, but I'm not saying that everything is purely there, but I think a big part of it. Um, and then I think I'm sure our parents can turn right around and say that their parents never never taught them right that's that's always the argument like we blame our parents and our parents would just go up the, the ladder and we never really know where where it stops mm. but yeah i was just thinking about how um but for me at least i realized i was quite uh okay before every relationship my family broke down i was actually quite touchy with my parents like mm. i do i was telling stephanie about how you know i was quite um i was always very comfortable like holding hands with my parents and stuff, even when I was a lot older. And I think a, mm -hmm. lot, of my, a lot of my friends were very shocked um, because sometimes, you know, my friends would see me, like, out and about in the neighbourhood and then they would see me holding hands with my mother. And they were like, oh my God, you're so old, you still hold hands with your mom. And I'm like, yeah, like, I, I don't see mm -hmm. any issues with that. But Stephanie was saying that if she did that with her father, like, her father would have a heart attack <laughs> because, <laughs> like, it's so out of character for them, for their family. So... I think, yeah, you know, your parents set a tone, but I think personal, I, I think individuals can be different. Like, I'm very different from my parents, I think. I'm not mm -hmm. sure why. And I remember, like, even for me, when I was in school, like, my friends were very shocked because I was the one who had started hugging people and, like, you know, like, saying bye and then giving them a hug. That I was, that was the sort of thing I did all the time. Yeah, and I think I'm... I don't know whether I can tell I'm very different from my parents in that sense, but I think I am. But in terms of expressing, I think I'm learning to be a bit more expressive and 
both verbally and non-verbally in terms of when I care about someone I feel like I think it's kind of understanding who you're interacting with and like the friends you have like your the friend circle you have or like whoever you have relationships with mm. um because everyone wants to feel different things mm. or like want to be like like for me if you if you hug me or like say things it doesn't like I don't it It, like I feel like some like to me it's kind of like on the surface like you're not actually meaning it but if you do something like extra go above and beyond then I will feel oh okay but then there's other people who is the other way around so it's kind of like I don't know whether this is my my job coming into the fore where <laughs> you fine. have to like like where you have to like understand your audience and like flex the way you express love so that people feel appreciated Um, because I feel like I always do I I still do but like I think I'm learning it's kind of like I always express love in the way that I want people to express love to me which is kind of mm, I don't actually right. behave in a way that is right. very loving and caring like it, on the surface people won't realize it but I will do subtle things that almost kind of the person may not realize it but I know I'm like I don't need the person to know that I'm caring but I'm doing it anyway mm. um, but then to some people it's kind of like do they really care do they not do they and like I've sensed that and I think I'm kind of trying to learn to kind of change that I don't know so I think it comes with growing up not growing up but like being a bit more self-aware about how you express and how other people want to feel and want to be expressed like I know like Like I've been tough love with Asri and I know Asri hates that. Like to the core. Have <laughs> like, you? Every time. Huh? Have you? I think, yeah. Because like probably in the last year or so, like I've, and then I'll I'll be like, this is tough love. And it's like, no, like this is not love or whatever. Oh, like okay, I, yeah, I know you I don't remember. mean it. I don't, yeah. I know you don't mean it, but like, it's the kind of thing that you don't want to hear of like, Yeah. Not don't want to hear it, but it's like it's not how you want to be mm. spoken to. And like, and like I'm like, oh bitch, this and that, and like now you know that that's how I express my love by calling you a bitch. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently, and Apparently. and I think it's kind of just being aware, like two ways how people express and how people want to feel, and like striking a balance between because I feel like everyone's different and everyone wants to be loved in different ways but yeah I think to me it's kind of like it, and I, I don't know whether it, like I'm just kind of thinking it's like sometimes I do consciously think whether it's my job creeping onto my normal life because mm. in my job in my day-to-day -day job it's about as a planner what I do is I try and understand our audiences what the key thing that's going to move them or trigger them to buy a product or prescribe a product or change the way that they are dealing with it with a condition and I feel like I apply that on my day-to-day -day life where I try and understand who people are and at their core and then kind of flex the way that I behave and interact with them because that's the only way you can get to them it feels a bit manipulative but I think that's how the human society network world works Before before I say before I say my point, do you just say flex? Yeah. So you know what that means. What do you mean? No, because what I know what I... because apparently teenagers now have so many new vernacular and terms uh -huh. and jargon. Uh -huh. 
And apparently, like, there's all sorts of new meanings to words now. So I had no idea. So one time, my student just said, like, oh, uh, sir, you shouldn't be flexing. And I'm like, what? Because I basically said that, um, I basically said that I could help them if they have questions with chemistry because I, I do have a degree in chemistry. And they were, like, uh-huh. saying that, oh, sir, how could you flex? And I'm like, what does that mean? And they were like, oh... You're showing off. I'm like, I'm not showing off. It's the truth. You guys know my educational credentials. But anyway, um, to your point, uh, what I wanted to add in was that um, I, I think the reason why we wanted to do this episode is because Stephanie showed me a very apt saying is that humans at, at everyone's core just wants to be loved. And that's the, the point of this episode I think is that we all want to be loved and I think if I may be so bold I don't think we really care where it comes from we just want to know that it exists because Mm -hmm. of how fast I think society is like especially in Singapore society I don't know about UK but Singapore is like so fast and everything is about chasing success and money it's always about money that sometimes you sort of lose yourself in in the noise of money and success and and wealth Mm -hmm. So when you go to bed at night, you just want to know that you're loved. And I think that's why a lot of people um, get into all sorts of relationships, right? Because they just feel like that's the best that they can do. Like whatever that comes along, mm-hmm. like take it, mm-hmm. take it. Because that's the first ounce of love that they have ever experienced. In, first ounce of love that they have experienced in so long. And mm-hmm. then you get a lot of problems, right? Like, like, like now, I think I've said this maybe several episodes ago, like, you know, when my friends are complaining to me about problems in their relationship or in their marriage. Stephanie as well, she has friends. <coughs> she has friends complaining about certain issues with relationships as well. It's like, it's so common. Now, whether or not, I'm not saying that all relationship problems can be solved if boys feel more love in their everyday lives, but I do think it really would help a lot. Because I would think that with the sense of more love, like you would feel a bit more self-worth. Sorry, Stephanie, you wanted to say something. No, because you said relationships will be better if boys felt more loved. Before going into it. Because I think a lot of boys go into relationships to complete themselves when I feel like... Do you think that applies to girls as well? Of course, but I mean, I mean, you know, because this episode is for boy love, so I just, yeah, I, just, I, know, I, just, yeah. I just, I just, just like... but I, I think so. I think girls are also just as guilty, if not more, because not in a bad way, but I think because girls are a lot more emotional, right? Hmm. I mean, from a scientific hmm. point of view, girls are more emotional, and yeah, I, I do think it matters. I do think it, it matters. So do you think it's kind of like boys wanting to feel loved in relationships outside of, like with their friends, with their family? Um, mm. And so they know they know how to love and know how to express love before they go into a relationship? Is that what you're trying to say? Sorry, could you repeat your question? Because your question sounds so, more like a statement. Sorry, could you repeat? <laughs> no, no, I, I could be wrong because I'm like trying to keep up. No, what I was going to say is, are you saying that if boys learnt how to love uh-huh. or express their love in kind of non-romantic relationships, like with their friends, with their family, and so when they go into relationships, it's a bit more open. Or it, it, yeah. you're not trying to like you're not trying to fill the gap, but rather 
augmented. <laughs> <laughs> I I do think so. I do think so because, um, okay, I've I've said this before. I mean, you know, I teach. I I I I'm a teacher. Mm-hmm. I I always feel so uncomfortable saying I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher, and <laughs> for some reason, you know, I always uh, have a lot of you know male students, and usually when. Not all, but there are a lot of times when I'm dealing with males that have certain issues. But I never really, I, I don't really bother so much because like I, I know they're not going to say anything to me. I just teach them whatever mm-hmm. I'm required, whatever I'm expected to teach. But there are certain times because I'm very, I always tell Stephanie, I'm very lovey-dovey with my, I'm very loving with my students. Mm-hmm. So I'm really like always telling them, you know, they are smart, they're amazing, they're handsome, they're beautiful, they're talented. At first, it's a, a tennis match between two of us because they'd be like, oh, sir, you're blind. Oh, sir, you should go see an optometrist. Oh, sir, you're, you've totally lost your marbles. You're crazy. But I think after a while, because they realized I'm not making it up. I'm not, I'm not faking it. I'm not fabricating it. I really genuinely mean it because they're really amazing individuals. That for some reason, they feel so comfortable that they tell me everything. Which for me, sometimes at first was a bad thing because they tell me secrets that... I was not prepared to listen to and Stephanie has mm-hmm. had me bawling about certain secrets that they have told me but I think they only managed to reach that point because they felt so comfortable with me and why did they feel comfortable with me? Was it because I'm a good teacher? Maybe. Mm. Was it because of because I don't look like the typical male? Maybe. But for mm-hmm. me the one thing I know for certain is because I kept telling them that I love them because they will always say that, you know, no one has ever said that to me. Like, just just a few days ago, I was just basically saying that, why are you so awesome? I love you so much. To one of my students as he came into the class. And the first thing out of his mouth was, wow, thank you, sir. I've never had anyone say that to me before. And it, it just like, you know, and this was a kid that mm-hmm. is really popular with friends, has a lot of friends, is really good looking, is really talented. Um, before COVID was like, one of the star players on the soccer team and all that stuff. And he's never had a compliment like that before. He's never had anyone tell Mm -hmm. him that he loved him. So I I do think it matters. I think I can only say about boys because that's been my experience. Um, Mm -hmm. And also because personally I'm a boy, so I can say my point of view. Um, Mm -hmm. And you know, with Stephanie, I was like with Stephanie, with Nigel, with all my friends, when I, whenever I get very insecure that I, I don't know whether, whether they're in my life Although we're texting and talking, I always will tell them that I miss them, I love them. Because I think I feel like everyone deserves to know that they are loved. Like, and, and also because I think for me, like losing so many people recently to disease and, you know, uh, misfortune, it just made me feel like, made me realize the impermanence or the fragility of the human life. So I, I don't want to ever regret not saying I love you. Even if it makes me look like the freak, like the freak or the weird one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, to, I know this is about boys and like, because it's the premise of the book you've written. But I think this, the same principle, logic, applies to girls as well. And I think maybe it might, and I, I don't want to generalize this, but it might be easier for girls, but I'm not saying it is because I don't think I'm in some ways, I feel like I'm more masculine in the more stereotypical sense of things where I am not the kind of person who would express myself verbally, mm. overtly to anyone. But, and and that's what I was kind of trying to say before in terms of being a 
and like when people say that to me unless it's like someone I'm really close to like aka Azri or Nigel or like one of my best friends like um it makes me feel awkward and like it will make me push them further and I think that happens to boys sometimes like when someone says that they love you or whatever miss you um in a more oh god that has happened so many times but continue <laughs> yeah that's what I'm saying like it pushes them away like they just feel like it gives me shudders and I'm like don't say that to me like um and I think it's about understanding the people around you and what they're used to what they want what they need um and responding in that way because I feel like like I know some of my friends and like say that I can not switch personalities but switch the way that I talk to someone depending on who I'm talking to like talking to Azri one way and talking to like I don't know another friend another way just because I know how they want to be spoken to and again yeah but why do you feel shudders that's why why is it that you don't feel shudders when I say it but when someone else says it you feel I think it's the safe space like we've known each other for what 10 years more than that Mm-hmm. I actually don't know um, and like I feel like we know so much about each other and we're like close enough that we are s- we have a safe space between us and mm-hmm. so when you say it like I know you mean it and I know um, and, and I know the context behind it and everything around it but if like someone I've known for a few months tells me that it's like why are you saying that to me so is, <laughs> it, is it because like Sometimes it's used so, um, I almost say belligerently. I don't think that's the correct word. Like it's it's just like tossed out. Like you know what I mean. Like it's not serious enough. So that's why you question yeah. the sincerity. Maybe, maybe. I think I'm the kind of person who I I don't want to say doesn't put value on words, but like I feel like words need to come <laughs> alongside action, and I, I maybe. And I don't know. I don't know whether that applies to boys as well or like certain types of boys um, where it's it's hard to explain because I don't say that. So if someone says that to me, it's kind of like weird. Mm-hmm. That made no sense. But like... No, it, it does. It does. It does. It does. It does make sense. I'm just, I'm just very... I, I think I'm trying to process what what it means yeah. for people because I know you so but someone who's listening to this might not really understand what it means yeah. right but I, I I do I do know exactly what you mean because for me uh I think I think that's why for me it's more of an emotional struggle sometimes because like mm. I always will say to people that are in my life like important people in my life um but then they will disappear for weeks or months or they will never say, you know, they will never say such things which makes me question where I stand in their life. But mm. I think that happens with anyone if you yeah. were to receive a compliment that you sensed wasn't sincere. It's sort of like if mm-hmm. you were just minding your own business and some random person just went up to you and said like, oh my God, that's an awesome top. You'd be like, is it really an awesome talk? Are you trying to make fun of me? Were you were you dared by your friends to approach me sort of thing? You know, it. I, I think that happens with anyone if the sincerity was in question. Um, but I mm. think, so, so when you say that you're more masculine, I don't think so. I think you're just very wary or guarded if you don't know mm. whether it comes from a place of pure intentions, maybe. Yeah, 
to I think guarded is definitely the right word. Mm. As always, Azri, the the the, the wordsmith. <laughs> Um, God is the right word, but I think it sometimes it's not even like questioning sincerity because I, 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 there is an element to that, like a degree to that. But sometimes mm-hmm. I do know that people are sincere. Like I can, I know that because I've seen the way they behave around me and I know that they're sincere mm-hmm. about it, but I don't know. It's like, it's hard for me to explain. It's just, I don't know whether it's fear either. It's kind of like, or maybe it's not fear, but maybe it's the sense of like, does someone really care that much about me after knowing me for like that long? Like maybe it's insecurity. I don't know. Like you don't even know me that well, but then you feel that way about me to say such things. So isn't it's that, just kind of like, isn't that the insincerity part? No. Because no, because seems... I know that they're being, I think it's doubt, like self doubt in a way mm-hmm. more than I think there are some people that I've spoken to or like have experienced where they I've seen them not to me but I've seen them in a general social environment mm-hmm. where they throw out compliments left right and center where I'm like do you actually mean it or are you just saying right. the sake of it right when those people say to me and I'm like are you sincere and it's like mm. um but then there are some people that I know that they are truly sincere because I've seen the way they act not towards me but to other people in terms of how they care and how they mm. behave and I know that they're sincere about it but when they say it to me it's kind of like I don't know. Like, I feel like when people express openly about with words to me, I'm just like, mm. it's just not. It's hard like, to... I don't know how to explain it. Mm, I don't okay. know how to explain it. I think it's I because feel like, maybe it's and, like, and I feel like you've yeah, never, good. maybe it's because you've never really ex- expected, because you, you were saying that it's been a bit of a culture shock for you when you went to the United Kingdom, right? Because like your work. When like everyone hugs and kisses you. Anyway, continue. Yeah, everyone hugs and kisses you. When you do a good job, they really say it to you and they really verbalize it. So it's a, a different sort of culture, a different approach in terms of really showing mm-hmm. appreciation for people. And so because maybe you've never experienced it, that it's so difficult. It's, it's, yeah. sort, of, it's sort of like when people tell me like I'm good looking and I'm just like, fuck off. Because like, I don't mm-hmm. believe that. Because every compliment I've received so yeah. far in my life was like, people say that I'm ugly, I look horrible, um, no one will love me because I look dreadful. They, they say all these horrible things. So when suddenly when someone just comes around and says, oh, you're, you're actually good looking. And I'm like, what the fuck? Where did that come from? So maybe mm-hmm. it's sort of that, that we're not used to it. Mm. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it's the, the fact that you're not used to it. Yeah, I, I don't know. And I, like, I, I've kind of thought about it from a, because I've heard friends talk to me about their male relationships and stuff like that. And like, there's so many different types of men as well. Some that very openly kind of shares how they feel mm. and are very expressive. And there are others who are very distant. And and it's almost like it creates a doubt in their minds of, is it yes, is it no, is it whatever? Mm. Um. So I think for someone who is very expressive, when someone doesn't overtly say to you, like, I I don't know. I think it's a bit of a mix of both. Like in your case, what you're saying about it's the disbelief. Like when people compliment you on mm-hmm. your looks, it's a disbelief. So you kind of like have a, what what's that word? Some reaction. A negative, a defensive. A negative reaction. A de- <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a, like I'm doing this face. Obviously, right. that doesn't come through audio. I realized. <laughs> no, no, I was <laughs> like just trying this, to figure like, out like, what we're trying to convey. But yeah, yeah, like 
so it's like the disbelief that gives you this mm. kind of reaction which not necessarily that you don't think that they're insincere but it's kind of like are you really mm. um, is it really true um kind of a yeah i think it comes from a place of disbelief because it's never as you said it's like it's never happened to you it's right, never you've right. never experienced it yeah. Um, and as you said before, like I think for a lot of boys, probably that's what it is because in their friends, in their families, they've never seen love expressed to them. So when they go into relationship trying to fill that gap and a girl or another boy expresses love overtly to them, it kind of scares them away because it's a bit of disbelief. Maybe that's why. Sorry, I, I just decided to jump that in because a lot of times, ta-da, ta-da, we just figured things out. We figure things we, we out. We understand men and men's psychology. Um, we figure or things like, out. Like, because that's what they say, and, right? Like, yeah. girls always say, never say I love you to a guy because it scares them. Like, it sends them running off into the hills. And Stephanie just broke the code, guys. This is why I should. This is why I've never been in a relationship. Anyway. Because <laughs> I know them too. Well. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's like... I... <laughs> well. No, what I'm trying to say. And I think... Uh, to be fair, I think that's just one part of it as well. Of course, of and course. I think, and I think that there's just, there's never just one answer to things. Like why, not just boys, but even girls kind mm. of run away from things. Um, and then there's also the bit where you're actually worried that it's insincere or it's not meaningful. Um, and I think I feel like to me, like in your gut, you always know. Um, and then it's either going to be fear of disbelief, like is this happening mm. or it's like fear of insincerity like do they actually mean it and and i think as you said like when you're not when that level of expression of love no no matter what which five ways it is that as we talked about earlier mm-hmm. like no matter what your love if you're not used to that type of love language you're always going to there's always going yeah. to be a mis not yeah. mismatch but like a misalignment like which is why I was kind of saying earlier like I've I've learned to like understand this is my job coming back to me like understand who I'm talking yeah, to and recognize yeah. what their love language is and then kind of like pay it back to I them. don't think it's a anyway. bad thing I don't think it's a bad thing for your job to come into play though because I think like we all we all okay I mean you hope you hope that basically that whatever you do, whether it's your work, your hobbies and stuff, makes you a better person, right? That's that's mm-hmm. what you, you take things, lessons, and you use that to grow as a person. That's the hope for human society. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think it's a bad thing that your work encourages. No, it's not a bad personal. thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean you just sounded just like, like it was a negative connotation. So I just wanted to no. rephrase that in a better way. <laughs> better state of mind a better framework but um believe it or not yes the optimist the realist no i'm the optimist you're the realist i'm always uh i'm the cynicist yes well 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 just that your just your name for the google meets itself says it all but um believe it or not it's already been like 40 minutes into this so i was thinking maybe we should wrap up with some final thoughts so what is on your mind i think now that we've cracked the code, like, yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm actually quite, I'm actually like, quite shocked by <laughs> all the roundabout ways. Of, this like, is this is going to be one everything. of the one of the episodes <laughs> because I do read, I I do listen again to a lot of our episodes for fun. Mm. I'm not not on anchor because I don't want to mess with our plays, our play count. But like you know, because I have the the copies mm-hmm. of the files, I do yeah. listen, and I think this is going to be one that I'm going to be listening to like for a while because. 
<laughs> I can't believe like Stephanie just broke it like in the span of. I always minutes. knew it. Yep. Uh, well done. I always knew it. Well um, done. No, I think there's two things. I think one. I think as I was kind of as we've cracked this code, I think what what comes to mind is I think we often when we ha- whatever relationships that we have, like friendships, romantic, familial, colleagues, like any relationship in life, I think we often kind of project ourselves and other people um, in a sense that however we express ourselves, we almost expect the other person to mirror back um, Mm. because that's how we, and I think maybe it's kind of being a bit more aware and reversing that and like taking a step back to see what the other person needs and wants. And, and I think if both parties do that, then you, you get to a stage of comfort, safe, safety net, safetyness comfort and safe space where you know how each other how both of you want to be expressed to and spoken to Mm. um it's kind of like how like i'm taking us as an example is like i think maybe in uh, earlier days whenever i used to call you bitch or like just throw kind of slight comments in the name of love like yeah i was i I would get quite offended yeah as you will get really offended Truth be told, truth be told. Yeah. And like, and it's kind of like, and then I need to explain to Azrim, like, this is how I express my love. This is like, I, I don't do mushy things. So, like, so I need I to would, be me. I would the turn it right around. I would turn it right around and throw all sorts of lovey, 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 mushy stuff at her. I should be like, ew. And I'm like, exactly. Take it. And, I think, and that's what I meant. And, and that's what I mean. Like, we now at a, are at a point where we understand this is how yeah. we, we, express and like talk to each other and like obviously i i take time sometimes i need to be like toned down my meanness or toned down my bitchiness <laughs> as an expression of love and as we throws back mean things at me like bitch and shit like that just to express his love to me so it, i think it's kind of it gets you need to be self-aware about both ways yeah. and then you get to a point where you read not a compromise but you you get to a I don't know, like a space state where you understand each other to know how to express love. And I feel maybe it's harder for boys because, as you said, like they've never had that because often the male relationships are at a distance or emotionally distant. So they they don't feel comfortable to to do those things. But maybe it takes comes with time and building that um, level of understanding. Yeah, well... I don't think there's anything. Uh, you guys can hear an ice cream man in my background. I'm. I'm I apologize. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna edit. I'm not gonna edit that out. Um. But I, I think I'm just very blown away by how we cracked the code because I think for a long, for the longest time, I've always wondered like, why does it send boys running into the hills every time, any time? You know, even whether it's from a relationship point of view, from a friendship point of view, why is love such a scary word for so many guys? But of course, uh, whatever. Whatever views we've expressed here today, I hope um, anyone who's listening understands that, you know, we are not trying to represent all boys or criticize everyone in any way. It's just our opinions and our point of view, especially with, with regards to my book. I also feel that I think today, especially, I think it's good that more people are aware. I think looking at my students, I'm always very heartened by how comfortable they are as opposed to when I was in school, for example, when mm-hmm. I was a teenager. And I think I think the needle is shifting. I think I think girls are girls are starting to understand boys a little bit more, and boys are like me. To, just kidding. Yeah, and <laughs> exactly. And I think boys are starting to understand both themselves and girls more. And so, like people are, whether it's relationships or friendships, people are going through these things with a more 
broader sense of understanding and an open mind. Like before, we always say that, right? We always say, oh, you must go into relationships with an open mind. But no one really means it because we're still mm. sort of restricted by the things we understand and the things we've learned and the things we've grown up with. But now I think because maybe just shared knowledge or shared experiences, I think we're at a better place. And I think that's something that's something to be thankful about. Oh, oh! Yes. I, I'm sorry. I want yes. one, one final thought I had is I always wanted to say this for the past five episodes. I keep forgetting, so I'm going to remind my remember it today. Uh, to all <laughs> listeners, thank you so much for listening. Um, you know, I I always tell Stephanie that I always found it very pretentious talking about my book and my project, uh, because I sort of feel like it sort of detracts from Stephanie or it sort of like casts too much attention on my work. And Stephanie is giving me a very judgmental face from UK, but mm-hmm. um. Yeah, I just need to say that out. So thank you, anyone and everyone for listening. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know whether, now that I'm hosting this, this series, I probably haven't actually thanked anyone to listen, probably because <laughs> I am who I am. Um, unlike Azri. So thank you, everyone, for listening to us. We really appreciate it. Um, well, and I mean it. I, I'm laughing, but I do mean it. Like, yes, thanks she to, does. like, for listening. It's her style. It's her style. <laughs> It is my style. Um, and do follow us on Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. at underscore blurt thoughts. Um, what I've tried to do recently is um, pull excerpts from Azri's book so you can have a look at it. And if you want to have a read, do let us know. Azri will send you a sample right away. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Oh.